This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on whatever podcast player you're listening to. And for more information, you can go to www.scarfbagarawar.co.uk. You're listening to the Scarf Pagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Oh, great flick up by Alan Armstrong. Hello and welcome to the Scarf Bagara War Season 7 Episode 20. Not even out of April and we're up to Episode 20. I don't know why I'm always surprised at that, but I just, I just am. Considering in like 2017 we probably did about four episodes. Um, tonight on the pod we have the usual stalwart Dave Long. Welcome Dave. Evening mate. Evening. Uh, and we've also got our, I think you are actually our first foreign based county fan to be a guest on the pod. I think it's around one o'clock in the morning, so thank you for getting up and joining us. It's Andy Goodlife. Uh, Goodlife, yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, I was a Goodlife, yeah, sorry, yeah. Turned into a Singaporean uh, taxi yeah. driver there for a second, Absolutely. didn't Absolutely, yeah, it's 1.03am <laughs> over here, yeah. Nice. Um, I'm sure we'll talk to you more later about uh, your county connection, why you're over in Singapore as well, and, and all the... Um, all the challenges that come with supporting County from so far away. Um, we'll cover the Wrexham game on Saturday, uh, the Kingsland game in the midweek. Uh, we'll look ahead to Maidenhead on Saturday at home. Um, we'll talk about Wayne uh, Wayne Rooney. Oh my God! <laughs> oh Ross! Fucking hell! We'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about uh, John Rooney in particular because uh, obviously he's been out injured recently, and, and you're com- coming back into the team and. And, and, and the sort of situation surrounding that. Um, and then we'll remind you of who the big guests are coming on soon. Uh, there's a big flag gone up, so we'll have a bit of a chat about that. Um, and I think that's about it for this time. So, uh, yeah, roll titles. And when you're a massive narcissist and a bit pompous like me, then um, you know, it also helps as well. 
I'm fully on board. I'm a, I'm a brand bitch now. I mean, you know, like people are trying to outpop each other. It smelled like egg and tasted like cider. I've even shouted at ball boys. That's the type of mad arsery that I can't get behind. I've learnt that Dave wasn't part of the move to, to get us away from Edgley Park. We couldn't afford an engraved carriage clock for you, so here's that that bird yeah. from the Cheadle full of bird yeah. shit. In a week where Her Britannic Majesty Queen Elizabeth II joined Tinder, we watched a lot of Great County on the telly. Okay then, so Wrexham on Saturday in Kings Lane all culminated in in nine unbeaten. Um, but Wrexham on Saturday, um, don't know about you boys, but I certainly was a bit nervous going into that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I said it on the podcast last week that it it take a lot for us to be able to get something there, and if we had the um, the type of performance that we had in the earlier game, one around Christmas, then. It, that'd be great, and I think we pretty much got that in the end. Didn't start off too well, did we? Um, we did struggle to get out of our own half, but once we addressed that, we we just looked so confident, we just looked so assured, and we were always likely to win. I thought Wrexham were really poor after that that good start. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it was one of our most complete performances of the season. Um, I think, yet again, it showed the importance of the early goal. Um, and I think probably most exciting was the fact that we saw Cardwell, Reed, Rooney, Madden in the starting lineup together for the first mm-hmm. time, and, and that seems to be what he stuck with for Kings Lynn as well. So much creativity going forward. Um, so, and it, sorry, the un, the unsung hero of, of Crowsdale in the middle as well. Just hugely. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure we'll we'll talk a lot about Crowsdale on on this pod as we have done on on other pods. So just for for you then, Andy, do you watch all the matches then, or have you or do you have to miss some? you know through the time difference or what you know what's it like for you uh yeah i mean it's it's lots of this to be honest getting up in the middle of the night my wife and kids are asleep upstairs um so when goals go in uh oh. I, I sort of i'm silently celebrating around the house and, <laughs> and, and uh and, and i guess the irony is uh that, that that kind of covid has actually brought me closer to, to county in the sense that obviously you all been sort of locked out the stadium things that the live streams have started, uh, and this season's been better than ever for me, actually, just watching County week in, week out. Um, so, yes, I guess when you all get back in there, I'm hopeful that John Kieran, County, Mark Stott appreciate the value of looking after us exiled fans and, and keep the live stream going, because it's, it's, been, it's, it's been absolutely amazing being able to watch us week in, week out. I'm, I'm sure they. I'm sure they will. I'm sure there's definitely a market for it. For it, isn't there? For the, for the exiled fan. Um, I mean, we'll we'll talk a bit more about that later when we talk to you, uh, directly. Uh, you know about about your your sort of situation. But yeah, I just I'm just interested to see how how that how that works. So yeah, back to the Wrexham match. I mean, Dave mentioned um, that uh, that you know we we had a bad start. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they had a good start and that. You know, they were the home team. They had to take the, the initiative. So I was fully expecting. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't too confident to start with. Anyway, as I said at the top of the show, and when they came out of the blocks like they did, I was thinking, "Oh God, here we go." Yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna struggle here. Um, but it was all. 
it, 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 it was all fur coat and no knickers in the end, wasn't it? Because as soon as we got the goal, as soon as we got the goal, they they, they literally just collapsed. They 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 had nothing to uh, to, to react with. It's funny that that John Kieran didn't use that analogy during commentary <laughs> last night, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I completely agree, don't I? Yeah, as soon as we scored the first one, that was it. Um, uh, I'm struggling to recall. Hmm, actually, no, thinking about it. I was going to say I'm struggling to recall a, a, such a complete performance where we go away to a team who are very good at home, who are in and around the playoffs. Um, I mean, they had lost the last two without scoring, but that aside, I'm struggling to think of a better performance. Um, away from home for a long, long while. Um, I did lament the. Sorry, sorry. sorry, I was going to say I did lament the the movement of Madden and dropping deep and that early on, and I kind of watched him a little bit closer. And yeah, it it all works. It all works. He just links up the midfield so well. Links up the attack. He drags defenders out of position. He's laying it off. He's you know spinning back into the box. He did did that a little bit more than he did against Bromley. Um, he was getting into the area a little bit more against Wrexham, and it, and it really worked. I think the result was made to look even more outstanding when you see what they then did to Chesterfield um, yesterday. Uh, Wrexham smashing Chesterfield. Yeah, I don't think it was Chesterfield. Uh, Ali, Halifax. Halifax, but that's still, it, yes, it. same, yeah, still same, same area of the table. So, but yeah, still, still, yeah, still impressive. I think is is the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we should have had a penalty. Um, I think, yeah, nailed on. I'm not sure how, he, how the referee uh, didn't give that one. Um, and you can argue that Madden should have put that that chance away that he had. Um, would have made the scoreline um, a little bit more reflective of the. Of the play itself, I think we were that dominant. Um, as you said there, Russ uh, Wrexham offered virtually zero in in reply. Yeah, yeah, and as Andy's just like pointed out, you know, look, look looking at it now, it's a really really good result because they 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 smashed Halifax. So, um, I mean, I, I thought that was a, a stroke of genius by by Rusk as well, leaving South Males uh, for the counter from a from a corner. Yes, yes. Big fan of that. Like that yeah. one. Yeah, get him on the counter. Um, I didn't realise that that penalty um, had come from their corner until I saw the highlights. I uh, must have been paying attention. But, but yeah, really good. Really, really good counter-attack, that. And like I said on Twitter, we were queuing up at 3-0. Still, like, you know, we could have had you know another couple after we scored. Yeah. After we scored a third, I should say. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought... Tom Walker has improved a lot. I mean, I'll mention him during the Kings Lynn sort of review, but but yeah, I think he's he's improved so much over the last couple of games. Um, got a little bit of stick for his performances. Um, been a bit hot and cold since he came back on loan, but yeah, I've been impressed with him last couple of games. Yeah, I agree that Tom Walker initially didn't look the same player that we had on loan. Um, but he, he, he does seem to have grown into the role a little bit more. I still think if we had Kitchen down the left and Southern House down the right, then our season would have been uh, maybe a little bit different. I think some of those games, those nil-nils earlier in the season, when Rusk first took over, I think we would have been um, penetrated a bit more on both sides and scored probably a, 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 the breakthrough goal on a couple of occasions. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Kitchen is arguably our best wide player. Um, and we've we've missed him. We have missed him a lot. Um, but I think we're getting to the point now where Walker's kind of settling in on that, that left-hand side and yeah. we're not missing him as much. But yeah, I, I agree with what you said out about um, the early games of Rust's tenure where we struggled to break teams down and struggled to create things that uh, had we had Kitchen there, yeah, we probably would have won a few of those. Is that two assists in two for for um, for Walker as well? He assisted uh, last night, didn't he? Yes. And, and on Saturday. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, so. no, the one at Wrexham was was a it, key it, contribution, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Card- it was Cardwell got a flick on, didn't he? It was flicked on by Cardwell. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, Reed doing doing what he does. Great, great anticipation to get in at the back post for that second one. Uh, and the first one just kind of chased that ball, didn't they? Didn't give up on it. And yeah, just uh, knocked it past the keeper. So yeah, really pleased. And last night again, a little bit of instinct. Um, Madden miscues the miscues the shot and he just gets his head on it. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that there's a phone call forthcoming uh, via his agent from the club uh, soon. Um, I'm really, really hoping that we, we sign him. Sign for um, your next season. Yeah, Cardwell, you mean? No, Reed. Oh, Reed. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Cardwell. Oh, yeah, and Cardwell. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Cardwell. Well, I mean, for, for Reed, I, I don't see. I can't, I can't see why we wouldn't. I mean, he's he's a proper fox in the box, as you know, as as traditional as it comes. You know, mm-hmm. for my money, um, he could definitely do a job in the division above. He's he just it seems to be. He has that knack of being in the right place at the right time. But there were patches early in the season where I was thinking, "Oh, he loses it too much." Um, you know, he's trying to run onto things, or he gets it to feet, and he and he'll lose it. I don't think that's his game. His game is, "I'll be in the box, and I will." Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be in the. I will be in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah, I think. I think when. Um, I think when Reed sort of slips out the side. I sort of thought his time was up with us, really, because um, mm-hmm. Card- Cardwell coming in, Madden coming in. I thought Rusk doesn't fancy Reed, um, but I-, I think all three of those—Cardwell, Reed, and Madden—offer us something slightly different. Um, yeah. Cardwell sticks his head in everywhere, gets the flick-ons. That's two or three assists now, just from managing to get his head on something. Reed, like you say, just just is that almost Lineker-esque kind of fox in the box, and then Madden dropping deep. I think initially I was quite surprised. Um, and it took someone on Twitter, I think it was Matt Blake on Twitter, pointing out that that, that that's he's doing that intentionally, dropping deep. He's he's playing havoc with the centre halves. They don't know where to go. Yeah, um, and and it, yeah. it frees up space up front for Cardwell and Reed. I think it's the three of them are really effective. Yeah, he, pull, pull, he pulls them all over the place. And you, uh, you met Dave. I think you mentioned about Cardwell getting these flick-ons. I mean, Bennett did that, didn't he? So took 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 good effect. Um, but I just wonder, and we'll, maybe we talk about Bennett now and going to Hartlepool. And I know you covered it in the last pod that I wasn't on, but um, more has been said about it because he scored another goal since then. Um, Bennett was doing that, but I just wonder if it's the other elements that, you know, Cardwell seems to get through probably just as much work as Bennett. Yeah. Um, they're both as good in the air, I guess. I can't I can't really say see any difference. Mm-hmm. I, 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 just, I just wonder whether it comes down to... Um, the the attitude of the player and whether they fit into that to that um, to that group of players because I know that in Simon Wilson's interview he did say that they wanted players with I think he mentioned the word hope which 
to me, probably reading between the lines is more around, well, do you want to be here? Do you want to fight for your place? And if he's saying, well, you're bringing all these players in, no, I don't. And he's, you know, he's, he might be a bad, you know, a rotten apple in, in, in the squad. Hence why they've let him go on to where is, is another story. You know, um, I just wonder whether, whether that comes into it. Cause Cardwell and Bennett for me, I think, I think they're just as good as each other, you know, technically. And as, as a footballer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I, I agree. Um, Player comparison-wise, yeah, I think that they're very similar players. Um, I think Cardwell may just shade it from a technical point of view, but player comparison, yes, very similar. I think you are right in looking at the squad as a whole and the the values that Ruskin, Wilson and, and co have set out, maybe not the kind of thing that that Richie Bennett wants from the rest of his career. And you might be right. And that's probably maybe the underlying reason as to why he's not been in the side and then gone out on loan. Um, I did hear some rumblings of um, application issues in training um, right. with Richie Bennett. This was a while ago. Um, I don't know whether it's true or not, so may well not be. But it would certainly seem to add up as to what you're saying there, Russ. What what do you think of that, Andy? Was you a Bennett fan or? Yeah, I mean, I was impressed with Bennett early on, um, and and I think like everyone, I looked at Jim's side at the start of the, the season and was excited and saw it as a side that could potentially take us up. Um, and I think we're probably all in that position now, aren't we? Where Rusk's come in and after a little bit of scepticism initially, um, we're starting to maybe trust his judgment a little bit more, maybe appreciate what he's what he's what he is doing, um, and. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that as soon as Bennett dropped out the side, there seemed to be talk of a loan move, almost like he wasn't willing to stay and uh, fight for his place. Whereas you look at other players who've dropped out the side and they and they stick around, they're squad players. But with Bennett, uh, as soon as he wasn't starting, uh, no sooner than, than, than he was out the side and suddenly he was, he was out on loan. Um, so, yeah, maybe he's not the sort of person to have around if he's not playing, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, that, yeah, and that, yeah. That, that that brings me nicely to the to the reason for the Hartlepool move. And I know me and Dave have, have I think we've tweeted each other on this one actually. But you know, you know, everyone's saying why Hartlepool promotion promotion um, rivals, and and yes, I, I can I totally understand. You know, I'm I'm a bit annoyed that he's gone to Hartlepool myself. But if you actually look at it, if they're the only club that can afford to take him and want to take him on loan and who were in the market for a striker at that time, then County really have, have got no choice but to let him go there. And, and they've probably done well by doing that because they've got this, maybe a negative influence in the dressing room, out of the dressing room. Changing room, sorry, not dressing room. It's a fucking changing room. <laughs> it's a dressing room. <laughs> it's a changing room. <laughs> So when when you when when I was playing when I was playing footy in Brinny right and sat and assigned for Brinny Jack and Jill if I'd have said I'm just going to the dressing room do you know I'd have had me but knee I'd have been kneecapped it's a changing room <laughs> I didn't get there to get dressed I got there to get changed into my footy kit you know them small round bread things what do you call them bam <laughs> bam it's a muffin come it's on you're not for me Perhaps. Oh, that that's a bit left field, that isn't it? Baps. What did you say? I missed that. Baps. Baps. <laughs> oh, bap. 
You see, that, that's a pair of tits for me. Oh. Anyway. anyway. Oh, come on. Anyway, so yes, that, that's what I think about the Hartlepool thing. And, and, and I know it's, it's, it's disappointing. And I think Simon Wilson said it in his interview as well. We've just got to concentrate on ourselves. You know, they're, they're going to, they were going to get a striker anyway. So, you know, what, you know, they, they could have got, you know, Carlos kick a ball and he, he could have scored none or four since he went there. So, yeah. yeah. I guess it would have it would have been good to see him go to um, you know these sort of mid table lower table sides that are now taking points off the top few. Um, yeah, it would have been amazing to see him go there somewhere like Altrincham and start and start taking points off our rivals rather than playing for our rivals. Um, so, so, and you say about another club affording him? Um, do we think that they're just taking on his entire wage? I mean, sometimes doesn't a parent club carry on paying the player? Yeah, sometimes. It depends on it on the deal itself. I think we by the sounds of it, I mean it sounds like Cartlepool might be might be paying that. So because they're one of a few clubs that could afford afford him, which is what Simon Wilson said on the interview. So yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with what you said there, Russ. Um we are between a rock and a hard place really. There's only so many clubs can afford him and he wants to leave, so yeah, we're gonna have to let him go to Hartlepool. But Looking at the bigger picture, going back to the squad thing, maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing, but a little bit of a blessing in disguise to to get rid of someone who doesn't want to be there, and we can focus on the players who do. And yeah. and and it's I don't know how much of an effect it's had on in recent weeks, but you've seen from just from the results themselves and the performances, Bromley apart, we've we've been really really impressive. Yeah, definitely. So. Let's move on to Kings Lynn then in, in the week. Um, if unless anybody's got anything else they want to um, remember from the Wrexham game, no, um, no, nice, yeah. nice little touch with Conan Jennings. Um, they had a little bit on the pre-match. I think the um, a few questions asked during an interview. I forget who was being interviewed. One of the Wrexham coaches, management team, someone like that, and they mentioned him and they had the t-shirts on as well, didn't they? And the uh, message on the the LED boards going round, didn't they? Um, so, yeah, that was nice to see. Yeah, yeah, it was a good touch, that one, too. And I think um, I think Tranmere, I saw a flag today that Tranmere had done something similar or a Tranmere fan had done something similar. All right. Um, big big, um, big picture of Conor Jennings on a flag and saying something like, uh, he never gives the ball away, something like that, which must be their thing for, for Conor Jennings, which is nice. yeah. Yeah, it's a classy touch, and and I think one thing that being down in this kind of um, the swamp of non-league for the last several years has taught me, it's 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 to appreciate sort of fellow clubs who are in similar situations to us. So Chesterfield, Wrexham, these sides, you, you look at them in a slightly different way, and yes, they're rivals, but also you think, do you know what? You're a proper football club. You do things the right way. Um, fans like us, uh, and and and. All of us wanting the same thing, which is to get back into the league. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Said. Good, good. Yeah. So moving on to Kings Linland last night. I mean, did what was your what was your sort of pre-match um, expectations, Andy? Did you do you think it was a walk in the park, or were you expecting a bit of a tough game? I mean, I see banana skins everywhere when I'm watching County. So um, yeah, I was I was anticipating. Uh, a nil-niller. Um, as soon as the early goal goes in, for me, it's just a massive relief because it changes the dynamic of the game. Um, and and I know Kings Lynn suddenly sort of changed significantly, but, but yeah, your comment earlier about 
for Coco Nickers, I think probably could apply to, 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 to their first half as well. It reminded me a bit of, I don't know if you know, that, that bit in Indiana Jones where there's that guy who's twirling his sword round. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, Indiana Jones just pulls out his gun and just puts a bullet in his head. Um, it felt a yeah. little bit like that. Um, just sort of standing, watching them, passing it around. And it was, it was impressive. Um, I particularly like the fact that sent their centre halves just dropped right to the six yard box for the goal kicks. It looked, it looked classy. It looked kind of um, looked like Barcelona, <laughs> but then it, it didn't really do anything or cause anything. But um, yeah, when the second one went in, it was a massive relief because uh, I always doubt us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome to the club, Andy. Welcome to the club. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was good, and we got the early goal, and, and you could see us settle down a little bit. And I thought this is going to be a cricket score, and then it got a bit weird, didn't it? <laughs> it, was <Yeah>. just, <laughs> it was like, what the hell is going on? Can we have the ball back, please? Um, but credit to them, they come out, give us a good game, and as you say, they didn't really threaten us. They had a lot of ball, and we were chasing shadows for a long mile. But yeah, we, we definitely needed the second one. Um, and when we missed the penalty, I was, was like, fortunately, they kind of run out of steam a little bit, I think, by that point. So we were always, we're always likely to see it out. Um, but we definitely yeah. needed a second one. Well, they had a, at 1 0 when they had their spell, they had a good shout for a penalty, I think, as well, didn't they? When, um, yeah. Their, their number nine, I can't remember his name, but he was Gash. He was really <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> he he went down in the box. He, Nick, Nick's Nick's just spout his tea now when he's listening to this thing. Playing <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, he had a good shout, and I, I actually thought that was a penalty. I thought I thought ref, you know, a ref could he could have given that, and then all of a sudden you're up one all. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, again, all all you know, fur coat no knickers. It was nice to watch, and it didn't really it didn't really do anything in the. In the sort of the, the final final third, if you like, um, but fair play to Rusk, he had to make some minor tweaks, and I th- he mentioned it on his interview, his post match yeah. interview. He had to make some minor tweaks. They did that, um, and I think he said it was about. Um, um, I don't think he said triangles being closer, but I think he said something along those lines. You know, players being closer. Um, I don't know, maybe to Crowsdale and Rooney or something, but mm-hmm. he, he, you know, fair play. He made the changes and and look what it did. I know we missed the penalty. But... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was good. You know, credit to him, like you say. Um, I think we stifled their width somewhat. I think we we press, you know, kept their kept their win backs back. If you see what I mean, rather than uh, allowing them to to contribute in in midfield and the attack. And I think that that worked in our favour. And you remember our exchange on Twitter last night, Ross, when I said that we needed to show some of that desire and be a little bit more aggressive. Um, yeah. And we did. We really did. We really took the game to them second half. And as I say, they ran out of steam combined with our aggressiveness. And once we got past that little weird spell of the penalty, we missed a couple of sitters off corners as well, didn't we? And um, it started to... Looked like it might not be coming the second goal, but as soon as we got that, as soon as we got past that, yeah, it was fairly easy in the end. I think as well that the first half, the passing was really poor, wasn't it? Um, I think we're, I think we're a good side, or we're getting used to watching us have most of the possession, uh, and and the passing's good when we've got a lot of possession. 
but we were only getting snippets of possession when Kings Lynn were having their Barcelona period. Um, yeah. And every time we won it back, you're thinking, okay, now calm down. And we just weren't. It's it's like it's like the players were too excited to have got the ball back and then just misplaced the pass and then suddenly we were chasing it again. Um, so I think the pass yeah. improved a lot in the second half. Yeah, definitely. And during that spell as well, when they had the ball a lot, and you're right, we got it back and panicked a bit. I mean, they they were a young team with a lot of energy. Don't forget, they were they were pressing us so much as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, undoubtedly, making making us make mistakes. I, I do agree with you though. We are comfortable when when we're on the ball. Earlier on in the game, I was sat there thinking in the first five minutes, you know, before we scored, I was thinking we're going to have a lot of possession in this game. It's just it's going to be watching us go forward. I mean, how wrong was I up until half time? But um, it was just. Um, we, we, we just we like to have possession, and when we don't, I'm not so sure we quite know what to do just yet. Um, and that, I think I think that's been a, probably a theme throughout the season, even under Jim and under um, under Rusk. Yeah, I guess where that makes me a bit nervous is 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 if we do end up in the playoffs, and we'll talk about what our head and heart is saying in a little while. But if we do end up in the playoffs, we're, we're probably going to have to play a side that are going to enjoy a decent amount of possession. You know, If we have to go to Hartlepool away, um, that, that we're going to have to get used to not having so much of the ball uh, yeah. and then making it count when we actually do get possession. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Definitely, yeah. So um, we'll, we'll come on to Rooney in a second, but let's, let's talk about the other bits, the other goals. So... Um, First one was the Reed header, sort of you know nice nice. I wouldn't say deflection. I'd say that's that was a nice um, redirection of the ball. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was pretty. That was instinctive. And again, it's that fox. That's the fox in the box mentality in it. You know, getting getting something on it um, just to just to direct it past the keeper. Um, Rooney scored the second. Um, Didn't he just? <laughs> Didn't he just, yeah. Um, and we'll come to that in a second. Then Paddy Madden. So let's talk about Paddy Madden first before we move on to Rooney. So um, Madden then, um, as you said before, Andy, doing loads and loads of good work. He, you know, and he is it. And what, is it is it a number ten role that he's in though? I mean, it feels like a forward three. Is it is it not more of a if we you know, talking football manager terms now? Is it like a defensive forward rather than a number ten? Yeah, I think it, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I think we've got we've got. I almost consider Cardwell and Reed to be our front two in that sort of lineup. Um, hmm. So then Paddy Madden just sort of lurks somewhere behind that. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. I, I'd say he's I'd say he is like a defensive forward. Um, he picks up the ball well in the midfield, uh, but then at the same time towards the end, you saw his his box in the box abilities as well with his, yeah. with his two goals. Yeah, yeah, I was really pleased for him. Really pleased. He's coming for a little bit of stick, considering what we've what we've paid and that, and the expectations are quite high. Um, but people judging him solely on goals are going to probably be a little bit disappointed. Certainly this season, and certainly while Rusky's playing um, this kind of front three or a, a one and a two, if you like, um, his work rate is absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, I was really pleased that he got a couple of goals last night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting in uh, in Rooney's post match interview. He was talking about the impact of Madden off the pitch as well, wasn't he? Just having a, a great pro around, trains well, good lad to have around. Um, so so it shows that when you buy in a a big a big player, make a big signing, it's more than just what we see on the pitch. It, it suddenly makes everyone else look at look at him and think, okay, that's that's what a good 
pro looks like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because yeah. he's not young, is he? He's 31, I think that's obviously well documented, and he has that experience, he has that experience of the Football League and um, you know League One, and being in a professional side and scoring goals, and yeah, brings a lot, brings a lot to the table, more than just what, what, what we see, and that will hopefully encourage our players, our you know, players are already here to step up a little bit and up their game, get up to his kind of levels. Yeah, it's beneficial on on so many levels, really. In it, I mean, you know, on the pitch, off the pitch, the, the young lads that are there, you know, learning from a, a League One player, it's just it's a it's a massive capture for us. Um, I listen, I, in fact, interestingly enough, I, I listened to um, NL Football Time podcast this week. Who had Ryan Crowsdale on? Yeah, um, and they talked about the well, the the the, the um, presenters talked to Ryan Crowsdale about the number of leaders that County have got in the dressing room, and they didn't mention Pad- Paddy Madden actually in that in that sort of segment. But when you look at the leaders that we've got that have been captains, uh, you know, you know Palmer, Hogan, I think Maynard's probably been a captain, has he? Crowsdale has at filed. Um, I don't know who else, but then you add to that Paddy Madden. I mean, th- th- there's no wonder, and, and I, 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 I absolutely back myself that you know that that before the Kings Lynn match, I said to me lad, I said we should be winning this easy three four nil because um, because of what we've got. And he's like, really? But but what about but what about um, Bromley the other day? And I'm like, no, we should be with, with the players we've got. We should be we should be sort of coasting past teams like this and thankfully we did and I'd have been I'd have been disappointed if it had been you know a 1-0 scratchy win yeah yeah I, mean, I said last week that I wasn't really asked about performances if we were winning um three points all that matters but it's nice to have both of them isn't it wins and performances and yeah. you know that we have that in us not to just kind of be average and playing in second gear and, and scraping past teams, that we have the ability um, and the confidence as well to go out there and turn teams over, which we've yeah. done in the last two games. Yeah, and it lays down markers. If we'd have won last night 1-0, okay, we've nine unbeaten, but we've just beat third bottom or second bottom or whatever it is with the number of teams in the division. 1-0 at home and it was a sketchy performance immediately, you're, me as a fan, I'm thinking, well, if we get into the playoffs and we play Hartlepool, we ain't got a chance. Yeah. But because we've convincingly beat them 4-0, we've adapted our style because they had a bit of play, which was, you know, fair play to them for it. That gives, that doubles and probably triples my confidence based on, you know, coming out of this match. Yeah, I think it was interesting as well that, that um, I mean, first of all, it's obviously put us joint top goal difference in the league, hasn't it? Which which is like yeah. a spare, spare point at the end. But also, Rusk was talking about he, he likes players to, you know, your forward players need confidence because it gives them an extra sense of ambition on the pitch. So, mm. logic says the more players we've got scoring goals, then then the more players have got that that confidence, that ambition. Um, so, yeah, that's why the big wins maybe are more important than, than scratching one nils here and there. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I think we'll come on to it in a little bit with the head and heart thing, but um, like you say, it does give you more confidence about our running. Um, Nick's mentioned it previously; he doesn't can't see us losing another game, and I probably 
wouldn't go that far, but it certainly gives you more confidence because we've got still got Torquay to play. We've still got Halifax to play. Um, boring world away is not easy. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it, it does give you more confidence that if we can play like that and we're winning, we're scoring a few goals as well, which obviously helps the goal difference, then we can get away with just kind of scraping past teams in a, in a couple of games because we know that we've got the ability to, to raise our game and play a lot better. Yeah, um, when I say scraping past teams, lads, I, I, what I mean is um, it, it, it's, it's all circumstantial. You know, King. What, what I mean by Kings Lynn is that it's at our place. All right, our own own form's not been great, but it's a you know it's a good chance to to build on that. It's Kings Lynn at our place. They're a part time team, the third bottom. They're bereft of of a lot of the players. You should be beating them two, three, four nil. If we scrape away one nil. To I don't know who we you know one of the teams we've got left. So say we scrape one nil away at Halifax, I'd be more than happy with that, yeah, regardless definitely. of the performance. Um, it's just every obviously every game is circumstantial, and, and you know Rusk and the players know that. Um, I'm just I'm what, what, yeah what, what what I'm really saying is that Kings Lynn match. I was expecting a, a big a big win, and I'd have been disappointed had, had we not got something that was as convincing as it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've got we've still got Wheelstone at home, so mm. you use the same analogy there that you will probably yeah, exactly, ex- yeah, yeah. expect to score a few against them. Um, and now we've the flip side of us playing well and scoring a few goals is that the expectations rise a little bit more, yeah. don't they? They yeah. now we're now expected to play like that. Happy days. Okay, should we should we have a bit of a chat about Rooney? So. Before we go on to sort of predictions and things, so um, okay, injured comes back into the side, albeit on the bench. I think he was, wasn't he? And then he came on. Yeah, um, that might have been Bromley actually. Came on at Aldershot and he started against Bromley, didn't he? Right. Okay. So one game earlier. Um, yeah. What do you think? Um, what, what do you think about him generally as a player? Because we don't know him as a boy, as a man. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a bit of a hissy fit on Twitter when he missed his penalty last night because, um, <laughs> and, and and then seconds later he scored that that obviously wonder goal and, and people quite rightly kind of said you've got to take the rough with the smooth. Um, mm. He's he's what what you know I, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of watching him. He, he he doesn't he doesn't make me watch him and root for him as an individual. Obviously, I root for him as a county player, um, but. But I guess my big question is: is does he care? Um, I think because we've been in such a, a, a rubbish standard of football for, for, for you know all that time in the north, all we ever wanted was fighters, battlers, and and I, I guess I'm not used to having anyone who's mercurial playing for Stockport. You're mm. either a hard-working grafter or you're shit and not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and then suddenly for the first time we've got this kind of precocious talent that 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 has kind of good moments and bad moments. I mean, I, I think I think I, I sort of set against him quite early on, and then you know when you don't like someone that much, everything starts annoying you. So I don't like the fact yeah. his twi- Twitter picture is still him in a Barrow tracksuit. That that bugs me. We're paying him. Change your Twitter profile. That annoys me. It shouldn't do. Not about not about Rooney, but there's a couple of our players 
Yeah, and yeah. I don't I don't make a habit of following players on Twitter, but when I notice them popping up, someone's retweeted them or replied or whatever. Yeah, change yeah. your picture. That's it. Christ, yeah. sorry, um, Anthony. Go on. It's, it's it feels a bit like having having your old company on your business card. Update your business card. Um, <laughs> it, it so, so that bugs me. Um, I feel like he I feel like he threw the towel in at Hartley Pool away uh, and gave himself Boxing Day off by getting sent off. Um, and I, I guess as well, just I suddenly saw with Newby um, an alternative. So, so those those early Rust games where Rooney, I think, was part of what was making us so slow paced. Suddenly Newby came in and, and he upped the tempo, um, and we started performing. But then, you know, I, I know full well what everyone's saying about Rooney. He's obviously he's the man who's had me silent celebrating around the house probably more than most this season. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I get it. He, he's mercurial. He's 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 an amazing talent. Um, maybe I've just got to accept that he's he's nonchalantly mispens. Uh, his delivery is poor from set pieces as well. The, the West Ham game, it, it still it still haunts me a bit that he couldn't deliver a single ball, free kick or corner into the box for the whole West Ham game. No, I I agree. I agree. Delivery from set pieces has been shocking, and I think Rusk has done well to address that by um, sort of rotating. James Jennings has been second quite a lot of them, and we've been a lot, lot better. Um, Rooney himself, yeah, I'm a bit on the fence with this one because you obviously you can't you can't I say you can't leave him out. You can, you obviously can do, but there's a couple of issues with that. Money talks. So he's on, he's on a fair wage and he will be expecting to play. That would have been part of his discussions with the club as to join in. Mm. He will be expecting to play most games. Mm. And he's capable of that. He's capable. I don't think we've got any, I'm trying to think quickly around the side, but any players who are capable of that kind of goal on a regular basis. I mean, we can all hit one and it flies in, but on a regular basis... There's nobody else in the side that can do that out of nothing. And for that alone, I'd I'd start him every week. Yeah, I agree. That, I agree. I'm I'm with, I'm with you, yeah, definitely. It's, it's the it's the ability to do the unexpected. And, does he, and it, it's a match winner, isn't it? Does mm-hmm. he care? Does he care? Is he bothered about Stockport going up for any reason other than um a bonus he might have in his contract? <sighs> It's difficult. You're right. It is difficult, and I think the fact that we've hesitated on answering that one probably answers it. Um, It is a difficult one. Does he care? I mean, he's obviously a professional athlete. He wants to be the best he can be. He's representing the team. He wants to be part of this team that that will, will achieve legendary status by getting us back into the football league. So, yeah, I think in that sense he, he does. But you do have question marks over his loyalty, if you like, that he's been around a few clubs recently. And he's passed up the chance to play for Barrow in the Football League and joined us. Again, goes back to money talks again, doesn't it? Yeah. Is he in it for the cash? I mean, if we if we go up and someone offers him you know, a few quid more. Is he? Is he gonna? You know, is he gonna go? Probably, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but let's enjoy, let's enjoy these these moments while 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 we have him. He may not be here. 
next season even. Um, you know, let, let's enjoy the 25 Thunder Bastards that he's scored this season. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if he wasn't in, I think we, we, we'd not, I wouldn't say if we'd not bought him, if, it, if that injury, thank God it's not any longer than it was, but I say if it was and he was out a while, Mark Kitchen type of injury. I think we will will have become a more well-rounded team a lot quicker than we already have done. It's taken us a while. Uh, I'm not solely pinning that on Rooney. There's obviously teething problems with Rusk settling in and things like that. But I think from a team cohesion point of view, I think we would have become a more well-rounded team a lot quicker. I think what he gives us in Thunder Bastards, I'm going to use the phrase again, we lose a little bit in teamwork, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure he's the greatest team player. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I, I, I think he slows down the play for me. Um, I think we'd be more, probably more direct and more fluid if he, if he wasn't in the team. But he is, and like you say, it's Thunder Bastards are us, isn't it, all the way. So when he, and he's capable of doing that and, and winning football matches. So, yeah. Does he care? I, I agree with what you just said, Dave, so I'm not going to have to repeat that. It's an interesting one, though, isn't it? And, and everybody's got their own opinion. I know, I know you know, Nick's, Nick said before on the pod, you know, that he's he'd, he'd, quite, he'd be quite happy if he wasn't playing. But, um, yeah, he's, he's scoring us goals, missing us penalties, scoring us penalties, so winning us games. So, yeah, let's just, let's just enjoy it, I think, is the, uh, is the bottom line to that. Yeah, I mean, we we brought him in because of that, didn't we? Uh, you know, a, a, a stupidly successful goal scoring midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, successful in the the fact that he scores, shed loads of goals from midfield. Um, you, like you said at, at the beginning of the, the Rooney piece, you've got to take the rough with the smooth, haven't you? You kind of it, he's gonna he's gonna walk up and stroke a penalty against the keeper's ankle, and and then you know five minutes later he's gonna break the net. Yeah. Um, it's kind of kind of what you get with him. I think he's the sort of player who'd benefit from having 4,000 county fans uh, hassling him when he's slowing down the play to speed it up again. So it's, it's another example of what an empty stadium is maybe doing. He's, he's, yeah. he's never had that sense of what we're expecting, the impatience, the urgency that, that you know, when, when it's nil-nil, we want to see players driving forward. But then he's a professional footballer. He shouldn't need people pointing out that you need to speed up the game at nil-nil with 10 minutes to go. Um but yeah, I think I think it'd be interesting to see that the, the fans' reaction to him when um, when the fans do get back in, um, wh- whether he is kind of heading towards club legend status or, or does cause groans and impatience. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, probably yeah. a bit of both, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. If I mean, if you get you know, I, I know it's not gonna, it's not, it's not happened yet or well at all. But if he gets himself sent off for something stupid at home. For whatever reason, that will not go down well at all. You know, like the, the I'm talking about the Hartley pull away. Yeah, match, yeah, right? yeah. He's, he's just going to he's going to lose a lot of uh, a lot of backers if 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 you know if if that's uh, if that's what he does. Okay, um, let's move on. Um, so yeah, we we tweeted from the the podcast uh, Twitter last night around. How was it last night? It might have been Monday night. Um, head versus heart. So, asking fans, you know, based on where we were in our fixtures, fixtures that we had left, 
uh, where we think we'd finish, you know, using your head and your heart. Um, got quite a good response to be fair, and it was it was nice to read all those out. Um, not read them all out. I didn't read them out. I read, I read them in my head. Did you not? You not sat at home? No, I didn't. Funnily enough. <laughs> um, Boring your yeah, wife to death. I know, like, yeah. Rob, shut up with it. I'm asked. <laughs> um, I think the general consensus is, you know, head, heart, sorry, says, you know, Glenn Taylor will score, will go on loan to somewhere, score against our, one of our rivals uh, at the top of the league. We'll win the champ. We'll win the champ. You know the league on the last day. But Head is saying second, third, or fourth. Mm. Um, what, what, what do you lads think? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, same as before. Head, Head says fourth. I think. I think we, we've got it. We've got it about us to maybe go the rest of the season unbeaten. I just think we're, we're still relying on the top three slipping up a little bit, aren't we? Um, I know we go level with Hartlepool if we're winning our games in hand. Um, and we've got a slightly better goal difference. In fact, we've got a much better goal difference just looking at it. Um, I still think we're still relying on other teams slipping up. Um, and it's that aspect of it that makes me think that um, that we'll finish fourth. Um, head. Head says third. Yeah, definitely. I think we, we've... Settled down. The defence is looking really good, and, and obviously we're scoring goals over the last few games. So that's really helped the goal difference out. Um, sorry, sorry, Dave. Dave, you said head head says fourth, head says third. Fucking heart. Sorry. <laughs> I'll... Oh, so you, your head says fourth, and your heart says third. <laughs> Fucking hell! Right, hang on a minute. Yeah, head head fourth, heart head fourth, heart third. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just reading my notes there, and I had to think back. I had to think whether that makes sense, and I, and I know that it does because I'm fucking reading it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's funny though because your head says fourth, but your heart, you know, your oh, the, the what you want for the most out of the season, your heart says, oh yeah, come on, let's finish third. Yeah, I think I think we'll finish third. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, I think we will do. But um, with the with the goal difference being improved in that. Um, that that's really given us a chance. It's given us a little bit of a psychological edge over the teams directly behind us as well now, because we were looking over our shoulders. You know, Chesterfield and Notts County have got the games in hand there, um, and if they won those, they go above us. But now they won't do, mm. um, unless they're absolutely steamrolling teams. Then they will do. But yeah, um, we're ten goals better off than Chesterfield, and eleven better off than Notts County. Yes. So, so yeah, that's given us a l- little bit of a cushion there. Um, and it's as I said before, it's about the, the teams above us slipping up a little bit. Um, and us, obviously, a lot has to go right for us to for us to finish sort of second or third, I think. Yeah, what about you, Andy? What do you think? Head and heart? Well, my heart is top champions, promotion, glory. <laughs> and, and, and my head, yeah, similar to Dave, I think... Um, I can see one of the three sides above us uh, slipping up enough for us to take their place. Um, so I think we'll finish third. Uh, that's that's my head. I, I feel like, yeah, like you say, all three teams capitulating uh, to the point that we can win the league. I think is a big ask, but but I, I think I think one of them won't. I saw an interesting thing on Twitter actually. Someone saying uh, that they think Sutton don't want to go up 
because um, they wouldn't be able to afford it. I don't know how that then transfers to the players who suddenly try a bit less. But um, it has been known before, hasn't it? Chairman's almost been panic-stricken by the prospect of, of promotion. Yeah, no, it has. It has. Yeah, I heard that as well. But then, I don't know. You know, I've I've been sat in rooms with you know work with fans of of certain clubs who you know they say, oh, we yeah, we don't we don't want to go up. It's like what really? Yeah, you're what your chairman doesn't want to go up. Really? Are you sure? Um, so I'm not so sure about that. I mean, my in in terms of me, my 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 heart says top. Yeah, you know, with you know a thunder bastard into the top right hand corner that wins it. <laughs> um, but my head actually, I, I I don't know if I think we've got an outside chance of winning it. You know, still with and that's my head talking because when I look at those three, we've got two games in hand on Hartlepool, and no, we've got to win them and all that sort of stuff. And and I think one of you said two have got to slip up, um, or yeah, the, the chances of them slipping up. What if the Sutton thing is true, and um, one of them slips up? Say, say the Sutton thing is true, and they start to fall away. Hartlepool slip up for for whatever reason. We've got to play Torquay. I think some of them have got to play each other as well above us. Yeah, Hartlepool, Hartlepool and Sutton play uh, the week before On the, last the day, isn't it? week before the end of the season. Right. Yeah. So I, I I don't know that it, it all of a sudden after last night and maybe maybe I was getting excited about the you know looking at the fixtures that we had left and looking at the actual top six and how close it is fifty eight points to sixty four because a couple of weeks ago it, it felt like it felt like we were twelve or fifteen points behind the top now all of a sudden with equalish games we're only six points off the top so yeah. I, a little bit of me, a little bit of me head says we can do this. Yeah, still marooned in fourth. Though. Again, it's a kind of psychological thing, isn't it? Um, we could have done with Torquay drawing last night just so we can close that to close that gap a little bit because, yeah. you know, we're five points behind them. Um, we are, on the flip side, we are six ahead of Chesterfield and Notts County. So we're kind of marooned there, aren't we? And it'd be good just to try and just to get claw a little bit of ground back on Torquay and Sutton there. Um, yeah, you see, you say marooned, and that's that's a negative connotation that day. Neg- positive vibes. Why can't we say? <laughs> why can't, why can't on, we say? How would you term it then? Go on. I I I would say we're we're like a we're like a lion sat in a bush waiting for Torquay <laughs> and Sutton just to pop their head out, and we're gonna fucking grab onto it as soon as it happens because. They're, they're, there's no right. Sutton and Torquay are probably are probably thinking shit. We've got we've got they've got harder games to play than we have. They've definitely looked at our running. They've got harder games to play. Torquay have got to come to our place. And do you know what? I would love it if we beat them. I would love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've they've got to come to our place, and they've, they've all got to play. You know, they're, they're going to slip up. I just yeah, I just think I just think we're nicely placed when I look at it. It's closer than. What's enthused me is it's closer than it was two two and a half weeks ago, and I yeah. never thought we'd I never thought we'd get in touching distance of them. I think yeah. absolutely absolutely spot on, mate. Yeah, I think we have done very well last few weeks, um, and we're now starting to see the rewards of that sustained run. You know, nine unbeaten now. Um, we're now starting to see the reward of that, uh, and 
one of the most pleasing things about that is, has been the goal difference again. Um, we're not conceding um, and we're now starting to score a few. I guess an interesting question, and this this is one for I think everyone's considering, is Rusk taking over long term, as in where we are now, looks like it, it was a good decision. We're playing good stuff, we're, we're, you know, we're doing well. But did that transition, those, those sort of five or six games where we just couldn't score goals and weren't really picking up points, is that ultimately going to cost us in the end? And then I guess that the, the big question is, would carrying on under under Gannon have, have left us where we are, above where we are, below where we are? It's, it's a hard one to work out. Rusk taking over definitely cost us in the short term, even though we're mm. reaping the rewards now. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I, but I, I'm, I'm convinced that we are convinced under 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 Jimbo, and you know I've said it before. I'll say it again. Massive fan of Jimbo, legend of the club. Got pictures up of him in my house. Um, I still, I was still convinced that against the teams at the top, we wouldn't have picked up those hard fought points that we did. Yeah, like Sutton away, Sutton away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those those because. Under Jimbo, for whatever reason, the games where we played against those teams, they were a step above us. Yeah, I think early on in the season, yeah, you you, you saw it that like Notts County away, for instance, and Hartley Pool away, um, to a lesser extent, Torquay, um, we weren't good enough, for want of a want of a better phrase. There, um, I think as as the seasons progressed, um, we have become a more well-rounded side, we've become more confident. And now, if we were to play, for argument's sake, Torquay in the playoffs, or we were to play Notts County in the playoffs, I, I think we'd be um, well-placed for win- to beat them now. That's how, fancy, yeah, that's how much yeah. we've progressed. And as to the sort of Gannon versus Rusk argument, yes, I think his transition, his settling in period did cost us a little bit, and ultimately it may well cost us chance of winning the title, but not much you can do about it now. Um, yeah. We just kind of have to get past that and sort of look, look ahead, look to the last nine games, and obviously to try and get as many points as we can. Yeah. What do you What do you think? What do you think to your own question, Andy? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I'm now looking at it and thinking maybe the change was necessary. Um, I think if if it does cost us promotion, then we'll have. You know, we'll we'll have a fantastic preseason, and we'll go into next year's national league a really well settled side with a settled manager, uh, a good a good style of play. Um, so it's tough, isn't it? Because like like you, you know, Jim is someone who has been in my life longer than most people. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, no, you put it like that, yeah. Yeah, I've I mean, known Jim Gallon for longer than I've known my wife. There you go. Too, yeah. and, and, and when you talk, when you talk about constants in your life, you know, I, I, I was uh, I was mascot when I was sort of eleven years old, and I've I've got an old photo of me getting my my ball signed by Jim, um, and I, I just found it incredible. I, when I was mourning his sacking, um, I actually got that picture up, showed my wife, and was like, "Look, that's how long he's been in my life." So it's it feels almost sacrilegious to say. <laughs> I'm happy with Rusk, um, but I am happy with Rusk. Uh, I feel like I feel like I'm through it. <laughs> what did you, What did your wife say? Go to, Go to sleep, Andy. Come on. I mean, yeah, she's she's. 
But the the tough thing is, obviously, it's lovely being on air because I don't have I don't have county fans to to talk to about these things. I don't I don't have the pub before and after the game. Um, you know that's that's part and parcel of living in Singapore. I'd love there to just be one more county fan in Singapore, and and if they're out there listening now, please get in touch. <laughs> um, but but yeah, my, my wife bears the brunt of it, and um, my boys know Jim Gannon that you know they they sing county songs. Um, so yeah, we we were. I was making sure that we all felt suitably heartbroken when that news came through. <laughs> it's um, it's 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 a good, it's a fantastic segue to to sort of go on to that then on onto you and and you know Andy Goodliffe and how how you ended up in Singapore and you know how, how, well well let's start with the first and obvious question is why why county? Oh, so I'm I'm. Um... I mean, I, I grew up in Marple. Um, my, my dad's uh, so I went to school with with um, uh, Matt Blake, who I know you know uh, Scott oh, Thompson. Yeah. Scott Thompson. Um, so yeah, the, there were a few of us hardy souls in the sea of United and City fans. Um, and and my dad, uh, all credit to my dad. He, he wasn't actually, you know, I can't honestly sing the scarf me father wall because my dad wasn't really a massive county fan. Um, but credit to him, he he, he took me to. A local club, and I think like probably all of us, as soon as I was there, I was just absolutely wowed by Priest, Francis, just just kind of early nineties games. Vergara in charge, uh, a Wembley Wembley trip early on, was just absolutely hooked. Um, and then and then again, probably like most of us, I know I know I know we're sort of similar age. Um, the heyday came at the right time, didn't it? So when I was fifteen, sixteen. That ninety six, ninety seven season, yeah. um, it, it 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 felt like it was just perfectly set up to grip me for life, really, uh, and 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 keep me involved through the absolute doldrums that then followed. Um, so I, I left I left Stockport when I was eighteen just to go to university in Newcastle, um, uh, and then uh, went into teaching, uh, but always had a sort of sense of of. A bit of wanderlust. I always wanted to, to travel, um, so I moved to Dubai after just two years of teaching in in Newcastle. Um, and and yeah, the, the the life of an international teacher is a lot different to the life of a a, a sort of comprehensive teacher in England. Um, it, it's 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 a bit easier. <laughs> kids <laughs> kids are a bit more respectful. Um, just the opportunities to to travel the world. It's 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 really amazing. So yeah, four years in Dubai. And my head was just turned completely to to life abroad, um, and then and then we decided Singapore was a good next step. Dubai was was kind of a a, a good a good time in our my wife and, and myself our our twenties to travel and drink a lot, eat a lot, um, and then when we when we thought about family, we thought we need somewhere a bit more settled, a bit less hedonistic than Dubai. So Singapore mm. is is just a perfect environment. I mean, life is. Is really good outdoor weather all the time. Um, the the only thing the the only thing that I really apart from friends and family the only thing I really feel sad about is the fact that I, I haven't got that Saturday experience that, that I had for so many years with my dad. Um, yeah, such special times. Me and my dad in the Cheetland or sitting in the Cheetland, standing in the railway end before that, and and you just can't beat that. I think I think in terms of bonding like father and son, just just. Just that experience, you know, being a county fan, being a football fan generally teaches you to be pragmatic about about life, to accept when things are shit, 
Um, and, and being a county fan does that more than <laughs> more than most clubs, I would imagine. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's it, it's been tough, though. I think when we did drop out the league, it makes you realise how hard it is to keep in touch with with a club that are quite low down. Suddenly, you've not got you've you're not even on the Sky Sports app when you're in the National League North. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I think that's, it, that's the that, yeah, but that's the same here, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, yeah. we we you know we live in I live in Stockport, and when we're in the National North, I was going to work, and the people going, you know, when you when you're in the FA Trophy, they're going, "What county playing at the weekend?" It's like, yeah, yeah, FA Trophy, but it's just like a complete blackout, isn't it? So it's yeah. so 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 coming from you know living in Singapore, that's personified, surely. Yeah, and and there was a period of time as well when. Um, when when players just came so sort of thick and fast, uh, we we felt like everyone was in on a twenty eight day loan as we were plummeting through the leagues. Uh, and yeah. for me, when when I feel like we really got the club back was when I sort of knew the starting lineup again. Uh, and 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 players were accumulating fifty appearances. You know, you look at Minihan now, been with us a number of years, Hinchliffe as well. Um, and and that's when I felt like the identity really came back when. Uh, it, it's Jim again, isn't it? When when Jim took the helm and, and steadied the ship, and and uh, and yeah, suddenly I was, you know, with a time difference, you go through periods of time when you, you're not sure who we're playing or you forget that we've played. Um, but yeah, now it's it's just back every game, excited about it, looking forward to it. Affects my day if we if we win or lose. Um, so yeah, I feel, I feel like the club's back, um, and and as a fan abroad. It's. I feel like you need a club that's got a strong identity, something to keep you connected. Um, and we didn't have that for a period of time, but we've got it again now. Do you think it's interesting you say that because uh, you know you've, you've. Well, I hope you've listened to our podcast, but yeah, you've, you've obviously been on social media and and since since Stott took over and I think the the, the, the camel that. The straw that broke the camel's back, sorry, was probably the Jim Bosacking. Yeah. People have said that they, they can't identify with the club. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, you. But yet yeah, here you are. I don't know how many miles away in Singapore, um, saying you've you, you've you've got a closer connection to the club. That's that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I would say my closer connection comes from uh, the National League North winning side, though it's n- it's not necessarily since Stott's taken over. I'm I'm same as everyone else. Like I'm, you know. I'm, uh, I think for me, it's about Stott took over a club that already had its beating heart beaten again. Um, mm. And and yeah, like, like others, I'm kind of concerned as to why in those Wilson interviews, there aren't pictures of Flinney at Blackburn on the wall behind him. Um, but but yeah, I, I do feel like the club has, has got an identity. Um, and, and, and I'd rather this, you know, these are exciting times. We can we can kind of moan about it, but um, we can moan about the, the fact that the money's maybe brought a little bit of a loss of, of identity. But ultimately, we'd all rather that surely than playing North Ferriby away um, and standing in bus stops. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I tend to agree. Um, I think that <clears throat> we have lost a little little bit of our identity, but. Yeah. It's kind of evolving, if you like. Um, we are now building the foundation of what we hope we'll see us win promotion, hopefully this season, if not, probably next season. And, and that identity is always evolving. Um, if you think back sort of 20, 30 years um, and what what the club looked like, what the team looked like, 
fan base look like under Bagara, maybe even earlier than that. And it kind of evolves, doesn't it? We, we went up into the championship and then we kind of plateaued a little bit and came back down and Jim got us back up. And it, it's kind of that, you know, it's, it's constantly evolving. So yeah. it's, we may have lost a little bit in the short term, but I think in the long term we're going to gain a lot. You see, I, I, I don't think... Uh, it's really difficult for me because... I, not not for not for any reason that that the, of, of speciality or anything, but I just think you know you just mentioned there, Andy, about not having pictures of the of, of Flinny at Blackburn on the wall in the, in the training ground. Okay, I I understand that. I understand what you're saying there, but before that training ground, we didn't have a training ground. So yeah, yeah, you know, so, so that you, you're training in something that's empty anyway, or, you, or you're a nomad, you know, you wonder as you're going from a quietness yeah. to bloody to, to woodly sports, whatever. I, I, I kind of feel that that the old way, and if you walked around Edgeley Park before before all this brief, I mean, we haven't walked around it since the refurbishment's been done, but if you walked around it before, everybody to a, to a person, sorry, would walk through the concourse at Edgley, under the cheetah end and go, this is a shithole. Carpets need doing. Yeah, they could do this without. Do without without with the blah blah blah. They've done all that. Um, the club shop when it when it was at the front, you know, when it was in where, where the where the museum is now until it gets moved. But you know that bit. It was it was a little shed. It was a little shed, wasn't it? You know, the shop was shit. We used to have a bus in the middle of Stockport. Yeah, selling new kit. I don't. I don't really know what we, what identity we're trying to hang on to here because all I all I can see is 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 a is sort of massive progress. Yeah, and I think I think um, I think when I'm when I talk about identity, there I think maybe what's got muddled is me saying that there was a period of time where, as a fan, thousands of miles away, it was almost hard to even see the club because that there wasn't great communication coming out of it. Players were coming and going thick and fast. Uh, and, and when I say we've got identity, what I mean is now we feel like a, a, a real presence. I think social media has helped as well. Like when I was first abroad, I didn't have Twitter. I couldn't, I, you know, I, I couldn't follow games online. I couldn't interact with other county fans. So, so mm. that's definitely helped. And I think in terms of identity, yeah, to, to, to clarify the sort of Flinny Blackburn um, comment, I think you can be nostalgic to a fault. I remember when um, Keegan took over England and apparently one of the first things he did was stuck up photos of 1966 everywhere, which doesn't seem like the, the most kind of professional, composed, sensible way of motivating a team. It, that just seems like ludicrous nostalgia. Um, yeah. and I, don't, I don't think we should be caught in that sort of trap. Um, so, yeah, I'm, part of me thinks this is just a dream come true. Like, let's face it, we've, we're buying players again. We're paying people decent wages, like you say. That the transformation of the club—I can't wait to to come back to the ground and, and see see the changes. So it's really exciting times. I think with the short term, long term thing I mentioned there, and you you said there, Rush, you were struggling to to fathom out what it is we're trying to hang on to. I think it's the speed in which the club has progressed. Where people are concerned that we are becoming the next Salford, yeah? Or the yeah. next pluck another plastic club out of thin air. Can't think of one off the top of my head. But you see what I'm saying, that we, yeah. we don't want to become that type of club. Um, there's, ve- there's various rabbit hole type arguments that we could get into here in regards to that. But I think that that's kind of what people are a little bit worried about. Um, and that's why 
that that's was trying to cling on to county as we know it, if you see what I mean. No, I totally get that. I mean, Andy mentioned the beat. You know, the club had got its beating heart back. Absolutely, it has. But I think the fans are still like um, to, to 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 quote um, Jarvis Cocker, like a dog <laughs> lying in the corner. Uh, you know, never bite you and never warn you again because it, we're like we're like scared dogs, aren't we? We've been mistreated so much. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, eleven years or whatever it was. We were more than that. That. We're, we're, we are, we're like, we've got a new owner now and we're scared to love the new owner almost until they've proven themselves, which is absolutely fine, by the way. I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you compare what Stott is doing and, and and having a director of football compared to the others, I don't know. I just think it's completely different. It, it feels like it's built on integrity with Stott for what, you know, f- just from everything that I've seen. And I've taken some of the, the smaller things with, in light of that as well, you know, like 1883 twice on the badge um, and the sacking of Jim Gannon and other little things they've done. I mean, the thing about the museum was just a storm in a teacup. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing online. I had to, I had to come offline. I had to come off Twitter because it was just, it was affecting me properly. <laughs> like, <laughs> what I was seeing from people. And yeah, I just think, I just think it's, it's built on integrity and solid foundation, this and, and unless I'm mistaken, I might, you know, I might be completely wrong, and there's something going on behind the scenes that I have no idea. Um, you know, maybe I'm too trusting too early. I don't know, but that, that, you know, that, that's that's where I'm coming from. That's my kind of thinking. How do you feel about southern accents around the club? It gets my heckles up a little bit. Wilson's southern accent. Um, I I know that's ludicrous, but I know Newcastle fans had a massive problem when all the Cockneys came in and appointed Joe Kinnear and Dennis Wise and that. But um, yeah, I do struggle a bit with Wilson's <laughs> Wilson's southern accent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my my, th- my thinking is if it's you know th- th- these are the, these are the these are they are the um, they are the disposable staff, aren't they? So if they are the, if they are part of the disposable staff, we are in a, we are a, we are a football club that is professional in a national league. Then they can come from wherever they like for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the non disposable staff, i.e., all the admin, all the people in the background, chairman himself, his, 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 his lead directors, I'm, I'm guessing. You know, John, I think Johnny Vaughan, not that Johnny Vaughan, our Johnny Vaughan. Yeah. I think he's, he, I'm pretty sure he's from around the area. Um, Stop definitely is. So those people, I want them to be, I do want them to be, you know, from Stockport, you know, when you go to the ticket office, you're not going to get a cockney going, all right, mate, there's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you, Andy, um, yeah. obviously living thousands of miles away, um, is now you can see every game like we can, yeah, pay your yeah. money and you can see every game. So we're sat like, what, three or four miles away from County going, this is shit, we, can't, we have to watch it online and, you know, we can't even yeah. get in anymore. You must be buzzing. You must be loving this. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm loving it in lots of ways. There's a little part of me as well that's enjoying paying my £7.50 to the club because it feels like I'm, I'm finally kind of, I'm, I'm doing what you all do. I'm, I'm like contributing to the club um, and, and, and paying my money week in, week out, which is what I'd be doing if I lived there. So um, I do like that. The, the live streams are good. It, it does make me really homesick. So there was, I mean, Probably no one else looked at the game against Kings Lynn and was was looking at like the the way the sun was just falling over Edgeley. And I was looking out thinking, God, I can just imagine what that's like 
I've, um, I mentioned that to my wife. Sorry to interrupt you. I mentioned yeah. that. I said, look at that. Look at the sunset it's beautiful. there. Yeah. And obviously I do the same in, in, you know, in the depths of winter. I look at frost and think, oh, I'd love to see frost. Um, and, and I think especially now, um, I'm obviously, I don't know if you, you know the, the, the sort of situation with Singapore and COVID. We, we've hardly got any COVID, but our borders have been closed now for, for a long, long time. And I can't, I can't get home. So you talk about being marooned in fourth spot. Uh, I'm marooned in Singapore. So as soon as, um, as, soon as we, can, we, can, we can get back there, we will do. Um, I can think of worse yeah, places to be marooned, to be honest. Yeah, and 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 we have said that now for a long time. We, you know, there are worse places to be, um, but ultimately, when your friends and family are somewhere else, um, it's, it's it is tough. But yeah, like I, I, I love watching the games. As I said at the very start, I just hope the club continues with it because I know, you know, myself, Akito, obviously in Japan, and and. And other fans from around the world. Um, this, this is this is us happy. If we go up, we get to do this anyway. The, the league have um, a service called iFollow, which means that you can you can watch ed- every game of any club in the league wherever you are in the world. Um, but yeah, they, they don't have that in the national league. So I'm, I'm I'm reliant on us either going up or the club carrying on looking after me. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, just just to mention, Andy, actually, um, we have got another chap coming on soon Jonathan Fairfield who's in Thailand okay you know Jonathan. um I'm not saying because you I'm not being American there saying do you, I don't know if you know Jonathan you know <laughs> 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 um, um but yeah he's he's another sort of Asian Asian based fan as well and obviously we've got Akito as well so yeah um, not sure Akito would come on I'd probably have to get someone from where I work, which is um, there's a lot of Japanese guys where I work, so they might have to come on and do some interpretation for us. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, he obviously loved his visit, visit to the stadium, didn't he? Um, and 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 he's yeah, he's obviously someone who's on the same time zone as me, so he's 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 got the early starts. I mean, it it, it is it is pretty ridiculous. Like my my wife can't quite believe that I go to bed for two hours, get up, watch County for two hours. And then go back to bed for one hour, and then I'm at work for the day. <laughs> but, but wow! Can't, can't beat it. <laughs> I can nice, never, nice. I can never complain now ever again <laughs> about counting about anything. <laughs> Bloody hell! Good stuff. Um, okay, um, I think one one last thing to mention before we start to wrap up is probably uh, the big flag that was put in the railway end. Um, rather large and impressive. Um, I don't know if you saw that on the on the uh, on, on the stream last night. Yeah, it's a good looking flag, the one with the Rangers and the Hamburg sign as well. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. How, 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 how does somebody go about getting a flag that big? I mean, come on. I mean, it's easy enough. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but yeah, and I had a county flag. I'm going back sort of 20 years ago now. When I used to do England games, and um, yeah, got mine done by. Army flags um, place up in Oldham, I think it is. I don't know if he's still oh, going or not, but yeah, he he used to do all all sizes of flags, just like absolutely enormous ones. So yeah, that's you know if you've got the cash, I suppose you know yeah you can get it. But yeah, it's it's, it's good it's a good looking flag. I like it. Do you not fancy a flag f- uh, for you, Andy? You know Sing- Singapore hatters. Yeah, I was just thinking that actually. I was just thinking that as you were saying it. Singapore hatter just wanted me. <laughs> yeah, you should get your own um, like Singapore uh, 
fans group going or whatever they call it. What do they call it? Uh, yeah, like a supporters club. I mean, I've I've got that's, that. That's just yeah. that's just me. That's just me and my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay, just to before I, before I thank you for coming on. Just to just to sort of wrap up a few things. Then um, we we will be speaking to James Spencer in a in in the coming days and weeks to and we'll get him on and we'll get that podcast out. He's agreed to come on. Uh, and next week we've got Daz Sampson. Um, um, sits in the Cheetland. Um, and people may or may not know he's a music artist and producer, but actually represented Great Britain at the Eurovision, if people can remember that. Um, I do love I do love the Eurovision. I don't know what, I don't know what you guys think. Well, it's another event that I miss out on, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't think there's any unfortunately about it. <laughs> oh, it's great, Eurovision. Fucking hell. Bloody hell. Come on, God. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, cheers. Thanks, Dave, for, for coming on. Don't no worries. You come on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. <laughs> um, yeah, and a massive thanks for getting up so early. Um, at one o'clock and it's now nearly half two to Andy Goodliffe. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, literally any time, any time of day or night. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get you back on. Don't worry about that. I'll keep your name. Um, we, Fantastic. We, 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 keep, we keep the names of the good ones so we get them back on. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. So thank you very much and enjoy the game on Saturday at a reasonable hour, I guess, for you. Yeah, so not bad. 12.30. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad one. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be watching that, and then we'll be all going sitting outside to beer gardens. Not well, no, we'll be sitting in beer gardens. No, we'll be sitting outside a beer garden. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, thank you very much. Uh, speak to you later. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye bye. been listening to the Scarf Bagara War, edited and produced by the Scarf Bagara War team. The title track was created by Daniel Johnson with commentary from Richard Harnwell. The podcast currently is being recorded socially distanced remotely, so please don't write in. If you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe and comment on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Thank you. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.